my name is Arianne, and welcome to this episode of Your Daily Airy. Today I'll be talking about one of my favorite books. The book I'll be talking about today is The Handmaid's Tale, written by Margaret Atwood. Now, a little bit about the author. Margaret Atwood was born in 1939 in Ottawa, Canada. She is a popular poet, novelist, inventor, teacher, environmental activist, among other things. She has won numerous awards for her poetry and novels, and many of her works have been adapted into film and television, which have graciously served to increase her exposure and audience. Some of her novels include The Edible Woman, Lady Oracle, Life Before Man, and The Handmaid's Tale, of course, which is originally published in 1985. This dystopian novel follows the journey of a handmaid named Afred, a citizen of the Republic of Gilead. Gilead was created after the assassination of the U.S. president and members of Congress, and is an oppressive, conservative state bent on annihilating homosexuals, abortionists, Jews, old women, among others, by placing them in highly dangerous radioactive territory, known as the colonies. Because of the suffering environment and biological warfare, the population suffers a great decline in viable births and birth defects. Alfred serves the commander and his wife, Serena Joy, and is ordered to conceive a baby for them. Now, Alfred is not the protagonist's real name. Her real name remains unknown throughout the novel. Her given name, that being Alfred, derives from the possessive form of Fred, as handmaids are forbidden to use their birth names and must represent their masters. Alfred grows increasingly closer to many of the characters and develops relationships with them, like her conjugal visits to have sex with Nick to be impregnated, first by order of Serena because she believed the commander could not impregnate, and also the frequent meetings to the commander's office in which Alfred and the commander would play games like Chinese checkers and Scrabble, which were widely forbidden in Gilead. Alfred also develops a friendship with another handmaid named of Glenn, who was a part of Mayday, the underground organization of non-believers of Gilead. At the end of the novel, after all of Alfred's actions of rebellion against Gilead, she is taken away by Nick and two guards, who claim to be a part of Mayday, but it is unclear where she is taken. Now the issue that I am arguing in this episode of Your Daily Airy is if The Handmaid's Tale is an actual feminist work. To determine whether or not the novel is a real feminist work, we must first define feminism. So what is feminism? Feminism is the theory of the political, social, and economic equality of the sexes. What feminism is not is women hating on men. Feminism is not blaming men. It is understanding that men suffer from oppression and discrimination too. It is not supporting anyone's superiority over another group. Feminism is social activism for reproductive rights, and feminism is fighting social structures that restrict and discriminate women. The Handmaid's Tale describes a pernicious world in which misogyny and environmental deterioration has turned the U.S. into a totalitarian theocracy. Now, The Handmaid's Tale can be dis- considered a feminist piece because it is written in the point of view of a female character, the text largely states an opinion on the role and place of women in society, and it raises questions on the feminist movement. Firstly, the whole book is written in Alfred's point of view. Alfred is the main character and an oppressed female living in Gilead. She is a handmaid whose sole purpose is to conceive for the commander and his wife. During the impregnation ceremony, she is forced to have sex with the commander in hopes that she conceives a baby for them. This is a prime example of how Alfred and many of the handmaids are treated wrongly. Not to mention, although Serena Joy does nothing to help Alfred, she herself does not really have a goal or life purpose. She mainly has the commander's name attached to her and lives behind his success. Even the women of the highest social status are treated unjustly. The Handmaid's Tale also states a very argumentative opinion on the roles of women. It presents each stereotype of a woman. Rita and Cora, the Marthas, are forced to cook in the kitchen and clean the house all day. As I said earlier, the wives of commanders seem not to have a purpose other than to be married, to take the name of a highly known man, and to live in the shadow while their husband is allowed to sustain a job. 
The handmaids are fertile women assigned to a desolate couple for two years, that being the commander and his wife, to help them conceive. If they do not fulfill their job, they are sent to the colonies along with older women and infertile women who have committed crimes where they are likely to die. Furthermore, the text allows the readers to raise questions about feminism. Why are women allowing themselves to be treated this way? Why did no one stand up for all the women? These are questions I often ask myself as I read the novel. The reality of it is that it is the social norm of Gilead. That is just how the society works in Gilead. It is revealed in the book that Alfred's commander was involved in the design and construction of Gilead, that meaning the laws they put into place. He forced a secret relationship on Alfred in which they would play Chinese checkers and Scrabble, but he did not admit to feeling anything when he had non-consensual sex with her during the impregnation ceremony. In some of their frequent night visits to his office, the commander also seemed to be out of the loop with some of the customs that handmaids had to deal with, like the butter they used in their shoes, for example. To add on, he also brought her to the nightclub, Jezebel's, where she had to wear an inappropriate outfit to be let in. Not only is the commander ignorant and quite frankly oblivious, he reflects the rest of the commanders, and the men in Gilead truly had power over what they wanted women to do, regardless of their misinformation regarding their own government. Bottom line, without women, the world would not repopulate. The fertility rates were declining, yet those lucky enough to be able to conceive were still treated unjustly, even though their lives were of high value. In addition, the infertile women are given jobs, and without these jobs, they'd have no place in society. Their lives were already considered low-class because of their inability to conceive, but if they did not have a job, their life would be practically meaningless. So men in Gilead rule society and are given the highest of jobs, solely because they are considered the superior sex. But is this enough to declare The Handmaid's Tale a true work of feminism? To reiterate, the meaning of feminism is the theory of the political, social, and economic equality of the sexes, and the feminist movement comprises the basic mean to establish gender equality and analyzing the inequalities of the sexes. So, if The Handmaid's Tale is to be considered a fully conceived, no pun intended, work of feminism, why does the author say otherwise? Margaret Atwood, the author of the novel, is not one for literary labels, but categorizes her book as speculative fiction, a genre of fiction that encompasses works in which the setting is other than the real world, involving supernatural, futuristic, or other imagined elements. At the time, at the time of the coming out of the Hulu adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale, Atwood made a comment in the New York Times, answering a question about feminism in the book. She stated, Is The Handmaid's Tale a feminist novel? If you mean an ideological tract in which all women are angels and or so victimized they are incapable of moral choice, no. If you mean a novel in which women are human beings, with all the variety of character and behavior that implies, and are also interesting and important, and what happens to them is crucial to the theme, structure, and plot of the book, then yes. In that sense, many books are feminist. Atwood states that there are several ways that feminisms can be defined. The fact that Atwood mentions that feminism can be defined as women so victimized they are incapable of moral choice is actually anti-feminist. Feminism has nothing to do with superiority of women or their decision-making abilities. A possible motive for Atwood's thoughts are that women are capable of cruelty and can hold up patriarchal norms. In another New York Times edition, Margaret, Co Margaret Atwood commented, Yes, women gang up on other women. Yes, they will accuse others to keep themselves off the hook. Yes, they will gladly take positions of power over other women, even, and possibly especially, in systems in which women as a whole have scant power. All power is relative, and in tough times, any amount is seen as better than none. This means that the less power that women have altogether, the easier it is to amass what little power they manage to gain. 
In relation to The Handmaid's Tale, the wives and aunts helped imprison women of lower status into the society, even though neither of them have reading, driving, or working privileges. But what they do have is the opportunity to control other women. That in itself is exactly what feminism is not. Feminism is equality, not superiority, whether it be the supposed superiority of gender or class. The wives try to maintain their handmaid's faithfulness to their commander and order them to do things around the house, and the ants drill and manipulate the handmaids, twisting biblical passages to provide vindication for their new lifestyle. Furthermore, the handmaid's tale mainly talks about the struggles of a white woman, off-red, and does not speak much about minorities, which is why it is clearly a white woman's dystopia specifically. There is no doubt that Alfred has it bad in the book, but she often spoke about people that had it worse than her, minorities particularly. Not only do we not know the severity of what happens to the lives of these minorities, but none of them are really brought to life. Black residents in the novel are referred to as children of Ham, which is a reference to the biblical curse of Ham that some doctrines use to justify slavery. To add on, Alfred endures domestic slavery and rape in The Handmaid's Tale, yet non-white women in larger numbers throughout history and in the world today have experienced this, or are experiencing this. In particular, there are parallels found in the relationship between Alfred's treatment and the enslavement of African Americans in the U.S. For example, Alfred's name literally means of Fred, meaning she belongs to the commander, which calls to the practice of African Americans taking the surname of their masters when they were emancipated. Alfred also is also forbidden to read, a common provision amongst many slave codes, and she needs a special pass to leave the house and it can only leave once a day, a rule comparable to laws restricting the movement of slaves. She was also repeatedly raped, as many slaves were. Lastly, the underground organization, Mayday, in which of Glenn was a part of, was also labeled the Underground Female Road. This in itself appropriates the black female slave experience and applies it to white women, which is not feminism, and shows a clear correlation between the life of Afred and the degradation of the African-American enslavement experience. Now, to reiterate, Abbott is not one for literary labels, though she calls The Handmaid's Tale a work of science fiction or speculative fiction, contrary to what others say is a work of feminism. There is a precedent in real life for everything in the book. I decided not to put anything in that somebody somewhere hadn't already done, said Atwood. In Gilead, homosexuals and gender traitors are hanged. Citizens are tracked, watched, and spied upon. Women are not permitted to read or write. Women are not permitted to hold a job or hold property. Children are torn from the arms of their birth mothers. There are deadly brawls at the borders as refugees attempt to flee. In connection to the world today, those protesting the abortion laws in the U.S. have put up posters like The Handmaid's Tale is Not an Instruction Manual and Make Margaret Atwood Fiction Again. Because let's face it, they are trying to control birth rates, just like Gilead did in the novel, and it isn't right, and is a clear sign of a dystopia. As Atwood declares The Handmaid's Tale as speculative fiction, it's a genre of fiction that encompasses works in which the setting is other than the real world, involving supernatural, futuristic, or other imagined elements, but also depicts a credible possibility of it happening. Yet it isn't really about the possibility of it happening, because it has already happened, just on another, just on another group of people. So, is The Handmaid's Tale an actual work of feminism? Feminism is the theory of the political, social, and economic equality of the sexes. In my opinion, I believe that The Handmaid's Tale is a critique of feminism. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Daily Airy. I'm your host, Arianne, and until next time, goodbye.